This is a Balanced Brain Podcast with your hosts, Melanie Nicholson and Sean Clift. Welcome back to the Balanced Brain Podcast. My name's Sean Clift and I'm joined again by my good friend and co-host, Melanie Nicholson. Melanie, it's great to catch up. It's been a little while actually since I've spoken. How are you? Yes, I'm very good. It has been a little while and the sun's out today, so I'm very happy. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's, it's spring starting early up here in Brisbane. Spring's it's beautiful at the moment. So it's great to catch up. We've got another good episode today, Mel. Yeah, we've got a great guest, Nerida Wills. Welcome, Nerida. She's going to be talking to a naturopath and she's going to be talking about burnout mostly, which is a really important topic at the moment. How are you going, Nerida? I'm great, thanks. Not currently burnt out, so that's good. <laughs> Hey, Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. I listen to all your episodes. I'm a diehard fan. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, Nerida, tell us about yourself. Um, So, I'm a naturopath. I've been a naturopath for 20-something years, and um, it's been a big journey. I'm now uh, just studying a Master's of Counselling and Psychotherapy, so that's adding another arm to my um, ability to help people out. But um, yeah, my naturopathy business, I, I do a lot of herbal medicine and I've worked with lots of different types of people over the years, um, chronic chronic illness through to what I currently do, which is more just acute illness and working with people with infections and things that just stick around for a small period of time. So yeah, it's great. It's a wonderful industry. So what- uh, you had a um, you had a health food and organic shop for many years as well. Oh, I did. Yes, I worked in a fabulous health food shop in New Farm in Brisbane for fifteen years. Um, that was my my fabulous family business. Um, but unfortunately, that we lost that during COVID. So that's uh, yes, hence a new direction at the moment with with counselling and psychotherapy. So what was the catalyst for you moving into counselling and psychotherapy? Well, it actually has to do with this topic because I realised over the years of working with people with um, chronic illness that there's so much um, there's so much to do with emotional health that holds people back physically from getting to where they need to be in recovery. So without being able to address people's emotional well-being, it's really hard to, um, yeah, maximise people's wellness, basically. So the two together, working with natural medicine in herbs and nutrition, really sets a great baseline for people's health and their cellular ability to heal. But then, you know, if you don't have that kind of emotional component too and look at, you know, the, the way that we process the world and the way that we process our stress, um, it's uh, the two things combined can really get people to, to the next level in their healing. And what sort of emotions come up, Nerida, in your clients that you can sort of pinpoint that are the main drivers towards physical symptoms and stress? Yeah, particularly on burnout. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, look, I think the way that the world goes, um, we sort of expected to take on a lot of responsibilities all the time. And so you've got, you know, people who are working in really stressful jobs and if they don't say yes to lots of things, they feel like there's a a possibility that they'll lose their position or someone else will take in on their position. 
Um, so you've got a lot of professionals that are really feeling like they have to say yes to everything and take on a really exceptional workload. And, um, and then there's also parents who are working, you know, and raising children. And, you know, I think having a lot of different responsibilities, people just feel really overwhelmed. That's a, a really big part of the emotional picture of, of burnout in particular, but yeah, just feeling overwhelmed, feeling really exhausted, feeling like they can't really cope uh, with what they've got to do and the expectations of other people on, you know, what, what people need to achieve. So yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. The pressure and expectations mm. are, are a big part of burnout. I think um, Mel, you and I have probably suffered a bit of burnout over the years mm. ourselves. I, mean, yeah. I, I feel yeah. as though that I have maybe a couple of times in my life, um, I've, I've really felt like I was totally burnt out. And for me, it was just, I, I think it was something that I just sort of thought as a word to describe how I was feeling. I, I didn't really know until researching for this episode that it's an actual physical condition there. Yeah, it mm. is. And there's a big thing around that because... A lot of people who are experiencing burnout, they don't know that they're burnt out and they don't recognise that it is a condition. We're still, we're still battling with the, um, you know, uh, the bigger industries to get it recognised because it is tricky to diagnose from pathology. Um, many naturopaths can get a really good snapshot on working with certain hormones as to how burnt out somebody is, but it really is coming down to your symptom profile and having a look at what kind of symptoms people are experiencing. Um, you know, most people will know when they're, they're burnt out, but they feel a lot of stigma around burnout. And so they, they push it to the side thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a bit, I should be able to achieve more. And that's the really big catch with burnout because you can, a lot of people who, come and see me for burnout uh, have been burnt out for a really long time but they've been um they've just been they keep on going and keep on going thinking that it's just something that they'll you know they get into good night's sleep and they'll feel a little bit better but that's just not the case it yeah is. or get on top of things yeah. and they st I think that was my experience when I had burnout was that <laughs> I just sort of you know got ahead and, and and just got a couple of things achieved and just knocked a few things off my list and it'd get better um, but what, you know, then when you, that doesn't happen, you actually start to feel worse. Yeah, that's right. And then you can start to feel like you're not achieving things and you feel down on yourself because you're not able to be as productive as you possibly can. And that's actually what burnout is. And until somebody sort of sits down with you and says, you're suffering burnout, and this is a recognizable condition. Um, I, I've said that to quite a lot of people over the years and they just break down in front of me because they think oh my gosh I've just been trying to get through every day and do better and do better and I say well you, you physically and physiologically can't at the moment and it's it's such a release for people and to be validated <laughs> with burnout it's um yeah it, it's it's a it's a really big hidden thing in our society that people just suffer silently with and is there and I some the people who, listening to your this podcast you know I think it, it that's probably resonates with a lot of your listeners yeah and is that for some people it's it's obviously just gradual and then they just feel 
shit all the time and then they finally come and see someone like you but is there for some people like for me it was around 2016 where I just like all of a sudden everything got on top of me over the years and I'm just like that's it I'm done <laughs> and I'm moving cities and I'm moving to the beach and is, for some people it can be just like that final thing that just topples them off and then for others it's gradual is that is there just different experiences right that would lead someone to come and see you um yeah whether sure. that's yeah all of a yeah. sudden or it's gradual it and they just feel fun. right yeah there's there's a few different things that happen and I can I can sort of talk to that if you like a little bit um in the body the way that the body copes with with burnout is when we're going through stressful periods uh, the adrenal glands produce cortisol and cortisol works to just really mobilize energy within our body. So if we're going through, say we've got a um, an event coming up that we need to do a lot of preparation for, there's quite a lot of stress for um, leading up to it. And so we feel that stress and our body pumps out some cortisol and the cortisol kind of changes the way that our blood sugars work in order to give us lots of energy uh, it also demobilizes or shuts down some of the other energy heavy systems so it actually impairs temporarily your digestive system and your immune system and so it's really great because our body's actually doing a fabulous thing for us by pushing up that cortisol and shutting down these other energy systems it's like here's all the energy that you need to get through this particular event but then we finish that event and then we've got something else that we've got to do. We don't give ourselves that time to recover after that stress. And so your cortisol levels are high and they don't really drop very far before the next stress comes in and here you go again. And all of a sudden your immune system's being compromised, your digestive system's being compromised. There's other things that happen too because over a long period of time, your cortisol actually shrinks your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it actually stops your your neurons from from growing, um, and it actually reduces the 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 dendrite function in your brain. So it it's impairs your cognition, and it's it affects the areas of your brain that relate to your memory yeah, and your concentration right. and your attention. And so, eventually, what happens is your body again thinking, oh, okay, this is we've got to protect our central nervous system, it starts to shut cortisol off. And so you've got this long period of stress with high levels of cortisol, and then all of a sudden your cortisols can drop to really, really low, and that's where burnout happens. But often people physiologically can flip between the two and go really high, really low, really high for quite some time before they have an ultimate crash if they ever get there. Either way, it's still all very, you know, it affects the body and affects the mind. It affects people's relationships. It affects people's um, just overall health and well-being. And um, so, yeah, it really depends as far as the, how quickly it comes on or if it's a really slow process, it just means that you're catching it in different phases, basically. Yeah. 
and and in you know from what you're saying it, it's it affects everything and I'm being reading a lot about the gut brain connection over the last couple of years oh, yeah. and so many people with digestive issues and gut issues and how that's connected to the brain yeah. um and yeah it's they're all integrated all the systems and it's it's so fascinating how you know obviously diet plays a big role in you know not um assisting with that with burnout and and can you tell us more about that like with a with around diet and how that work and alcohol and all the consumption of things how that impacts even more if you're already in burnout or you don't even know that absolutely so your diet is your is your fuel for your system and so when you're thinking about what i said earlier about you know cortisol maximizing your ability to get through short-term energy um, it will get your body to crave for things that give us short bursts of energy. So sugar, for example, um, all useful for very short periods of time. But over a long period of time, things like high processed diets, sugars, toxins, alcohol, those sorts of things just add more stress to our body to actually utilize. So we're not doing ourselves any favors by having junk food diets and giving in to all of those cravings because it's just going to increase the amount of cortisol and put more stress on the nervous system and the adrenals for you know over over a period of time so what we look for with with burnout and people that are experiencing burnout are, are slow cooked foods they're foods that are warming they're foods that are really rich in good fat um, and protein, they're the big ones to look for. And uh, in my experience, it, it minerals as well. So looking at really good quality salt, really good quality, um, you know, uh, there's a little trick that I do, which is I put uh, seaweed inside my salt canister. And so that just adds another dimension of um, minerals because that gets used up so much during stress. And so you've really got to, got to look at your your body like um, a phone that's got, you know, the red battery level. And if you don't plug it in, you're not going to get more batteries. <laughs> so your food is that, that one of those sources, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that sort of cognitive decline <clears throat> over that period of burnout was something that, uh, that I definitely experienced. You know, there'd be there'd be times where I would be so over-consumed about what was happening that just little things I would forget. Like I would go and um, say, say like fill up a, a, a jerry can of fuel for the mower, go in and pay, come out and drive off with the fuel still at the petrol station. Mm, yeah. You know, and like get home and go, oh my God, I left the fuel there. That those little things sort of happen to me a lot. Or, you know, you kind of leave stuff on the top of the car and drive off with things on the top of the car because you're just not you're not concentrating properly. You're not functioning properly because there's just so much stress going on that you, that your brain is not working correctly. That's right. Yeah. I don't think you're alone there. I think anyone who's feeling that level of overwhelm can tell you all kinds of stories about the things that they've forgotten and that they wouldn't usually do. Absolutely. I have heard people say, but when they, they are in overwhelm, even receiving this type of advice can be overwhelming too. So how do you 
How do you get people to just that that place where they can even receive smaller small because because it is a lot like even when we're talking about solutions here if someone is so overwhelmed that their their brain's literally shutting off to everything where's where's that 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 gap or space where people go there's something wrong with me there's something going on and I you know how do they create that space to even be open to hearing you know what someone like yourself has to say about how or even just small steps they can take because they can yeah. be overwhelming the solution if that's yeah, totally totally because there's a lot of information to get your head around just to educate yourself about burnout and that's a really good first step is to understand what burnout is and how it affects your body so that you don't feel like there's so much pressure to do things that you physiologically just aren't able to do and just give yourself that recognition that you're going through something that can be explained by your the way that your body is reacting to stress and it's a real thing it's a real thing it's, it's not a just real... a word that uses to describe how you're feeling that's no. also i think important is to say is to let people know that hey this is a condition yeah and and these are the symptoms that you're experiencing so here's some information on this condition yeah that's validating as well it's also too because it's going to be your job through recovery to talk to the people that are close to you as well because you're going to need to make some changes in your life in order to recover and those changes need to be communicated with your the people close to you in order to really maximize your healing um it, it has to be slow steps because you don't want to start adding things to a already full plate you got here in burnout because your plate's already full and you don't want to say oh okay well now i have to go and do meditation and now i have to go and do nature walks and now i have to change my diet and now i have to do you know my approach is to really just choose three things um and and we can talk about a bunch of those sorts of things if you like um and just take it slowly I work with patients with herbal medicine as well. So herbs and there's a couple of key nutrients that I use as well, but they sort of provide um, a temporary battery plug-in while, yeah. you know, and they sort yeah. of give you that little bit of opportunity to pull your nervous system over-regulation down a little bit and just help to balance the nerves and also um, either improve the way that your adrenals are responding to cortisol and stress. Um, so herbs will kind of have a really unique role in the recovery of burnout because there's not many other things that will work like that. Um, so I, I love using herbal medicine as a very initial step towards recovery. And then that gives people a little bit after a week or so people think oh i've just i find myself just having a little bit of breathing space here i'm not waking up you know with my eyes wide open going right i've got twenty thousand things i've got to achieve in the first hour you know it sort of just gives you that little bit of mental space to breathe and sort of say oh okay i can actually stand back a little bit and reassess what my priorities are and that's another thing is is starting to prioritize yourself. So what burnout we found with burnout is that there is a, a personality type that is prone to be burnt out. 
And they're the types of people that are perfectionists and people that are crusaders and the yes people and the people that like to give a lot to other people. And there's a really big step that isn't simple, but it is, it just needs focus and attention. And it is about turning that energy around to yourself and not feeling like that's a bad thing to do because you can still be a wonderful person and recover from burnout at the same time. Yeah, but those, <laughs> yeah. those that like, so from my experience, that was really hard to do. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like for me in those, that early stage of burnout, <laughs> excuse me, first of all, you don't know what's happening. That's the mm. first thing. And then secondly, to, to, to tell people that you're burnt out and just need a rest and you need a break and you need to recover, like, like that was such a hard step. Yeah. To do because you're so used to just trying to keep things going and and um and and so like it, it is hard just to start. It is absolutely hard to start. Um, a practitioner will be able to help you through that part, a naturopath or a counselor, because having that validation that it is an an illness that you're experiencing and it's not just something that you can recover from a, a weekend of rest or a, a good night's sleep, understanding that, uh, look, in natural medicine, we kind of have this ballpark figure and it's not an accurate figure at all, but it's, it's sort of saying it might take you half the time that, say, if you've experienced burnout for a year, it might take you, say, six months to go through a recovery. So um, if you've been experiencing burnout for five years, then you've got to really understand that there's going to be big life changes that you need mm. to chip away at slowly in order to um, move through the next couple of years to recover. And really, if you don't get that impact of um, that, there is major healing that has to happen in your body in order to recover yourself and make those priorities um yeah it's going to be a really a really hard road I mean you guys have both experienced burnout and you you know that it's 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 a mindset yeah exactly I, I, it's a, well it's a lifestyle change it was a lifestyle change for me and I think if I was I'm just thinking of something that's quite relevant at the moment is this big um push to get people back in the office like if you worked in an office obviously not everyone does but for professionals and there's a complete resistance to that because people don't want to spend time in traffic anymore or in a cubicle with people that don't really want to be around and even if that's one small step in reducing burnout having to sit in traffic and go into the office I think there's a big resistance towards that because people just recognize the stress of that alone if you're yeah, sitting in traffic and wanting to go to an office and just wanting to remove that from their lives so they can spend more time at home and they can be more yeah. less stressed. And I think there is a movement towards that. And, and clearly there, there's there been a big spike in people looking for natural medicine in the last 12 months, like other alternatives that are more natural. And so I think there's that change happening. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's I, you know, I think that's a great thing that people are starting to look for answers because it means that there's an awareness coming on that burnout is is a real thing and um i think too as part of of looking at ways to recover from burnout the perception of stress is something that really needs um 
needs to be highlighted. Uh, and that's another thing that people can chip away at slowly. So um, there's been some really incredible studies done recently about stress perception and how much it actually affects our mortality. And there's, it, it's actually quite incredible about the differences between people, two people experiencing the same levels of stress, but one of them feels like there's something that you can gain out of it. Whereas the other people think that it's going to harm me and hurt me. And so um, even things like, you know, if I do have to get in the car and drive to work, how can I utilize that time to be positive? Is there, I don't know, a good podcast you can put on, for example, in the car? Balance <laughs> brain. Yes. <laughs> or is there someone that I would like to reach out to and connect to over the phone and, and have a have a chat with in the traffic while I'm driving? Or is there something that I can do and practice my mindfulness while I'm driving just by looking around and, and being present at the same time? So you can sort of take a different perspective about the way that you are going about your days and understanding that there could be an opportunity or um, something positive that you can gain out of these situations instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I have to get there. It's, you know, I'm going to be late. It's, it's a, you know, it's a half hour drive and it's stressful. So yeah, there's a, a there's more and more studies coming out about this now where we realize that our perception to stress makes a huge difference to our body's physiological reactions to stress. Yeah. And would you say that's more personality, that perception, or it's just reframing it or self, obviously self-awareness is always, um, you know, the, the forefront of everything, but how is, how is that perception? Obviously perception is very individual. I think it can be learnt. So regardless of your personality type or traits, I think that kind of perception change is something that you can learn how to do differently. Yeah. And as far as recovery goes, you know, like, I, like I'm probably still recovering from burnout if I'm being entirely honest. And so some of the, and, and, and honestly, I didn't know really that, that I was just describing how I was feeling with burnout. I think I, I said it to you, Mel, a couple of times. Mm. I, I just feel like I'm burnt out. And I was only really describing how I felt. But then some of the issues, and this is my experience, and this is what I think a lot of people who suffer from burnout during their recovery may feel. And that is that when you do start to feel better and things start to sort of mellow out and you've had a bit of a time to reset and you, you might've changed some things in your life. So, so for example, me, you know, I, I went through a radical career change and that was um, a big part of that journey. Um, and then, so, what happened with me and what I still go through is that now when things are starting to come good, then you load yourself up again. It's like, okay, well, I'm starting to feel good now so I can start going again. And then what, what like there's been a few times where that's happened and then I just feel overwhelmed again. <laughs> like it's mm. so, I think people need to understand that it, it probably takes a little bit longer than what they expect to recover. Is that, would I be right there? Yeah, I think so. And really just learning about how far you can push yourself and being really aware of your initial signs and symptoms of burnout so that when you're kind of learning what your capacity is, 
um, you can also go, oh, hang on a minute. I'm not sleeping quite as well all of a sudden. And, oh, I'm really sore and aching and I'm not recovering as fast, for example. You know that there's very specific signs and symptoms that are indicative of another burnout cycle. And people can cycle through burnout um, for years and years and years and years and just be, um, give themselves just enough time to recover. And then like you say, Sean, just jump back on that bandwagon and start revving up your responsibilities and the amount of output. And mm. then all of a sudden you crash again and it's it's all over again. So it's it's about being aware of your body and really looking in and being just doing a bit of a temperature check on a, on a regular basis. Um, you get to know if you, if you get to experience that recovery, you think, oh, I can have regular conversations that I can pay attention to. I can um, get up in the morning and I feel like I've got a bit of energy and I can go for a walk. These are my green flags that I'm, that things are, are good at the moment. Mm. I'm having a good night's sleep. Um, I'm not craving all kinds of crazy food or the, the rash on my body has disappeared. Um, my hair is growing strong. Um, I'm able to eat some foods without feeling like I've got an upset stomach. Um, I've actually put a list together on my website that people can access to some little, um, yeah, checklists yep. about symptoms. So we'll, we'll link to that, Narada. We'll yeah. link to that in the episode for people. Yeah. It, and, and it is just about awareness. And you can kind of use those sorts of checklists to sort of say, um, you know, I'm on a scale and at the moment I'm feeling quite balanced. And then in, in a, you know, a couple of months time where you feel like, oh, I'll just take on a few extra responsibilities. And then you start noticing that things are changing. Um, then you can utilize your um, measures for, for wellness again. So what I recommend, and I think we talked about it earlier, was how to not be overwhelmed by the idea of change and recovery. And I'd, I'd said, you know, choose three things. And I've also put a, a little list of that on my website too, so people can, can look at it. Because what often happens, and I, I had one patient I'll, I'll never forget, and she was a mother of two. She just had a, a new baby and her other child was about two years old. And she was working um, as well. She had a, a job and she had a lot of family commitments. And she came into my clinic and she was absolutely exhausted. She said, okay, I've got 45 minutes. My mum's just taken my baby to, for a walk around, around the block. Um, let's go, let's go. And I thought, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, quick. <laughs> and I felt that pressure and, and I thought, okay, well, where is it for you? No, she was absolutely exhausted and she was a classic burnout, um, burnout case. And we spent a lot of the time to creating a menu because when she's got 10 minutes or half an hour of time to herself, she's so overwhelmed with things that she should be doing that she doesn't know what to do. And mm. so we thought, well, let's prepare for that and we'll create a little checklist and you can just have it there. And what, what are the things that you feel like would nourish and fill your cup in when you get these little moments to yourself? And so she chose things like reading a book, 
and putting her back to the sunshine in the backyard, putting a towel down in the backyard and just sitting there. She chose having a really slow pot of tea. She chose about five things like this mm. that are just simple things, but simple. they, yeah, but they're yeah. a mindful and nourishing um, list of things to do. And so while she never pressured herself to do those things, she had them there and she'd set them up in her phone. And so the kids are asleep, um, the washing's done, and she thinks, oh, okay, here's now that moment where I can do something. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Oh, I've got a list. And she'll read the list and she's like, ah, you know what, I'm going to pick up that book and have a read for half an hour. And she came back to me months later and she said, that that really changed things for me. It it allowed me to um, just have those little we called them micro holidays pretty much. And it was all she could do at the time because she was, you know, the pro- raising two humans and had a lot of responsibilities. And so it was all about instead of reducing what responsibilities she had, it was all about just maximising those little times that she had available. So, yeah, she chose five things, three or five things, and just kept falling back on them. And that was a, a really, really good I recommend that to people a lot because like you, like we were saying, you know, you don't, you can't just go and add more things to the plate. You've got to mm. have things prepared and choose just a couple of things that, you know, fill your cup. I mean, what about you guys? If I was to ask you what your cup fillers are, if you're feeling exhausted and feeling like, you know, you're heading on that burnout cycle again, what are the things that you guys like to choose? Well, exercises are just an ups, a, a total necessity for me. So, yeah, exercise is a big one. And, yeah, yeah. and walking, just walking. and Yeah, walking yeah. is good. Yeah. Music. Yeah. Music. Music, music. But, yeah, I think that that's, yeah, yeah at, I, I feel like at the moment collectively it's just about those really simple things, starting with those simple things like what you're saying um, because, yeah there's the overwhelming the solution so I think that's where at the moment um particularly looking at the last few years where we've had collective stress um Mm. I think it's about coming you know right back to the basics and eventually I see it as a whole system over (laughs) overhaul of everything but you know we start small um (laughs) absolutely and you have to Mm. start small and they're those little things that you can you have control over and they're beautiful ways to, um, you know, to keep pulling yourself back into balance is just putting on some of your favourite music and getting out into nature. I mean, there's so much research behind those things that you guys have just mentioned in how it, how it creates recovery and how, what effect it has on our nervous system and what effect nature and music and exercise has on our cortisol levels. I mean, these are you know, very well-recognised techniques to help recover the body. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, say, for example, a lot of people say with exercise, oh, my gosh, I just no way that I can fit in some exercise. Um, and it's about perception, you know, it's about movement. And instead of thinking, oh, it's just another task that I have to do, um, find something different that you enjoy doing but still moving your body because it's the movement that makes the big difference and so whether it's doing a YouTube 
dance class or whether it's um, just doing a, a really fast, you know, parking your car further away from work and doing a faster walk into work or just finding those opportunities and finding joy in the movement makes a really big difference too. It doesn't have to be a 45-minute workout at the gym. It can be whatever sort of movement that makes you feel good. Yeah, and even like that mindfulness stuff, like I've always been a big advocate that especially on a drive home from work or a drive home from a job or a drive home from a stressful event, sometimes there's a better way to come home. Like I, mm. like it, you might get home quicker down the freeway it might take 10 minutes quicker, but there might be a nicer drive along the river or along the waterfront or through like a, a, a rural area or a, um, you know, just a nicer, less traffic, you know, where, where okay, you're not going to get home as quick, but the drive's nicer. So it might take 10 minutes longer to get home, but you're just coming home feeling better. Like, mm. and it's only 10 minutes longer. Like sometimes I, I like taking the long way home because, it's just a nicer drive and I come home feeling a lot nicer rather than just being stuck on that freeway and fighting traffic. And that's a, that's a little tip that I've done over the years that I've really, really yeah. found useful for that sort of mindfulness process as well. That you can just sort of change the way you go or you know, it that. might take, might take a little bit longer, but you know, walk a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's your little mm. micro holiday. That's yeah, exactly. yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great, a great way to just change your lifestyle is to, you know, change things up a little bit. Awesome. Well, Nerida, you've given us such amazing information. It's already been an hour. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, you just put, like lots of tips out there. I just it's amazing, to... Mel, isn't it, that it's yeah. like this topic of burnout really almost summarises our show in a way. Mm, yeah, it does. And I was just wondering, Nerida, when you finish up your most recent study, what's your hope for the future in terms of health, how we approach health? What, like where do you see humanity going towards healing, health, all those things? And, and obviously you're combining both your naturopathy and now your psychotherapy. So what, what's the future of health for you look like? That's a big question. Um, I think that I, I would love for people to be able to check in with themselves and get to know themselves better. And I think having that self-awareness and um, that ability to just see health as something that's in your control and that's your responsibility and not other people's control or their responsibility. Yeah. I think understanding that we have the power within ourselves to find health and healing and to make changes within our own lives that uh, whether it be, you know, addressing traumas and addressing things that the way that we have perceived our past or the way that we perceive our stress through to being able to make changes within ourselves that, um, that bring balance back and we have that control and we have that ability to do those sorts of things. And so just really empowering the community to understand that, um, that that's possible. And, you know, it's, it's no one else's responsibility except for ours to, to have that recognition of, of our bodies and, and understanding of our health. 
And a lot of people are so used to feeling so crap all the time. I don't know what it's mm. like to feel good. Yeah. So yeah. when, if you really kind of focus on feeling good and getting, you know, having your health as a priority and that you can really start to feel good every day, then it's easy when to, to recognize when things aren't right. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Nerit, I think it's a lovely way to end the episode. Yeah. It's fantastic to have you on the show. I'll tell you what, it's been an eye-opener for me, Mel, about burnout. Um, you know, I, I'm really happy that I've discovered it, that it is a condition and that um, it is something that you need to treat. And I think that, you know, people, if, if they get anything, you know, they'll get a lot out of this episode, but, you know, to maybe understand that they that they might be suffering from that and that they need to talk mm -hmm. to someone about it and talk to their loved ones and family that that what's happening um so i think it's an amazing episode so narrative how can people connect with tell people how they can connect with you um so my website and my business name is natural netty and so i've i've created a, a blog about what we've spoken about today um with some checklists um some understandings about um all the symptoms that come with with burnout and how to recognize it and just also a checklist about cup filler ideas too and the things that i would suggest to prioritize um, i put in some links to uh, some burnout questionnaires so there's some um, really well recognized burnout inventory checklists now that we use to help diagnose people with burnout um, and that's all links on my on my website so that's uh, naturalnetty.com.au yeah and i can also offer people just short 15 minute consultations and work with some herbal medicine and some basic nutri nutritional supplements too that just give them that initial crutch to help that process and then i recommend for people to go and seek counseling or or that sort of thing and i can help them out with that to for some good recommendations um, yeah. that's a, <clears throat> thank you so much, Nari. This has been an amazing episode and just I think it's really it's so important at this time to your message and yeah, I think that it's yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, oh, thanks, thank Nerida. It's been wonderful to have you on the show. Mel, another great episode. Yes, awesome. All right, I will catch you all next time. And thanks, everyone. Yeah. Thank Speak you. Soon. Bye everyone. Thank you. Bye.